right, this is Winston. I'm here with my brother, Ray Abram. Hey, Ray, what's up today? I'm doing good. What's going on, Winston? How are you? I am fantastic. Great to have you today on the conversation at the Creativity Cocktail. Ray is the strongest brother I know as far as networking and connecting. So we're going to talk about that a bit. But before we do that, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your lovely, wonderful wife, January, and how's everything going with the family? Oh, my God. Everybody's doing good. You know, just we're surviving uh, this uh, quarantine and uh, and really been actually having, having, having a, a good time, surprisingly. Uh, it wasn't as bad just kind of being home and spending some time with the family as I thought it would be. Yeah, you never know how a blessing comes in, right? I, I was sharing with people that we've had. I've done more interaction with my family over the last seven months, you know, via <laughs> this. Because, you know, people all over the world, right? They're in, you know, Jamaica and Canada and all this kind of stuff. Yes. Over the last few months that you probably wouldn't, we probably wouldn't have thought of before. We'd have been like, oh, yeah, well, we got to meet somewhere. No, let's just meet. Yeah. Let's get on like, a Zoom. Oh. Let's go from there. Exactly. So, brother, I, I'm going to ask you a question first uh, about how everything, how you personally are going through things. You mentioned everything's going well with the family, but when you think about the world today, and we're going to talk a little bit about you and what you're up to in your book here in a second. Sure, sure. Uh, how are you handling the world today? When you think about the social unrest, they got a big political um, uh, election coming up. How are you getting through things? Yeah, man. You know, I'm. You know, my secret has been unplugging. You know, not. You know, unfortunately, you know, my belief on the mass media is that they survive off of fear, uncertainty, and dread. Right. And uh, and and when I kind of got that message that those folks aren't really there to help me, but they're there to sell soap and toothpaste. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and once I kind of got that, that it's like, you know, because I used to be a news junkie, man. I mean, I would watch that stuff eight, ten hours a day. And um, then I realized I didn't have to. And, and I could, you know, read and form my own opinions about things and not just uh, repeat what I was told uh, was important or, you know, uh, wait for uh, Michael Strahan to tell me what the uh, the most important fact of the day is going to be, right? What, what I need to know. And so, you know, when I, I started- Michael Strahan, that was a good one to pick. I, I was afraid you were saying not to na lots of names, but Michael Strahan. Michael, Michael Strahan, I, I, yeah. He, and again, this is nothing against Mike. I love, I love, I love my brother. But you know, I also understand that there is a uh, a script that they're given in the morning, and they just have to read off that script and 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 smile and right. and tell us what uh, what we should believe. And um, and I used to believe all of that stuff, and now that I've kind of unplugged from that and stopped watching it, or just a little bit here and there, uh, I've realized that uh, my mind is much clearer. I'm much more optimistic about the world, and and realize that you know, what the news does is it brings stuff so close. It brings horrible things right to your living room, right? And so you can't help but feel like it's happening or gonna, or, or you're at risk of this thing happening. When the reality is, it, it, the chances of 99% of, of the stuff they talk about on the news happening to you is, is, very, is remote. So mm -hmm. once I kind of got that, it, it, it took away a lot of the fear I had and I can go about my day um, optimistically. Yeah, that's powerful. It really is. So let's jump into what you're up to. You have an amazing book that's out. Thank you. Thank you. Like a boss. So tell us about that, the genesis of that, where that's come from. That is an amazing thing to do, and especially to do it during these times. 
Sure, absolutely. So, you know, it is, and actually it is really good for these times. You know, what had happened to me is, you know, I was in technology, you know, much of my career, almost 20 years, you know, kind of going around from company to company. And what I found was that, you know, these companies these days just have no loyalty to people. You know, they'll just slash 5,000 people. It used to make headline news, you know, when a company would drop 5,000 people, but now it's, it's, mere, it's barely a mention. Every day, right? Every day, you know, and, and so what I found was around October of every year, around the third, fourth quarter of every year, you know, I'd be called into an office somewhere and saying, oh, we've got to cut some people. And, you know, after this happened several times, I realized, well, maybe it's me, maybe it's something I need to do differently, you know, um, while it affects a lot of people, this roller coaster of jobs, um, I, I don't know if it has to. Yeah. And so I decided to kind of figure out what I was doing wrong. And, and I realized that it was about connecting with people, you know, and how to build these connections so that I don't even have to worry about that. If you're connected with people, um, you're much more likely to, to get a job that you love, where the people love you, that you're going to do a good job. And that, uh, and that even if something happens to the position, you'll be able to land right back on your feet through your connections. And so yeah. I wanted to show other people how to do that. I tell you, that is such a great thing that you're doing. You know, um, that whole story you talked about someone, you know, being in a role, the next thing you know, they're not. So I was yep. in a role for a long time. I was in some, some title, you know, then you get a certain title. And yeah. then one day I wasn't. And then I learned the same thing that you did, like, you know, connections were like the key thing. And so I was, I was working in another place. And then, you know, when that role had a similar kind of transition, because they were transitioning senior leaders, the second time I found a job like in a month. Mm -hmm. And why was that? Because the connections was, I, I, I realized that the currency of my life wasn't about the job or even about just the skills that I had accumulated but it was about the connections and the people who I really, really connected with and trust and engage with and all of that thing. And so the second time it happened, it was like the game plan was already set because the, the, the connections were there. And even now, I tell you, people that I, I, I make it a, a point to talk to people in my connected network on a schedule. Like if I talk to you today, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna call you next month. Is that okay, Ray? And you're like, well, yeah. maybe two months from now, whatever it is, I keep a schedule like that. So yeah, so what what's your thoughts on that? Sounds like we got a similar way. That, yeah, that I mean that that's the secret. <laughs> it's as simple as that sounds. So many people don't do that. They wait until they have a need to call people. And we've all received that call from somebody we haven't talked to in five years or since college. Hey, I'm out of work. Do you have anything for me? Right. And so we, we've all had that call and, and chances are no, right? And it's not that you're being mean, but you just haven't talked to this person and you, you, they're just not in your mind when something does open up. Yeah. So, um, you know, relationships are not trans transactional or networking is not transactional, it's relational. And so building those deep relationships, which you're just talking about, calling people regularly, but first deciding what type of people that you want to have in your network. Right, that's, and that's what yes. you did, right? Yeah. You know, we talk to the same five or, or, or 10 people 80% of the time. And quite often those five or 10 people can't do anything for us if we ever have a need, right? They're, they're what we call comfort friends. They, they give us comfort, they're great to talk to. It's great to argue with over sports or politics, you know, but do, does anybody in your close circle 
can anybody in your close circle give you a job, right? Or promote you. And, um, and that's what uh, my book is about, how to find those people and how to connect with them. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've, I've learned that when I call and I'm talking to people, I usually ask them, well, is there something I can do for you? Yes. And, and there is, in some cases, there is something I can do for them. Mm-hmm. And then that's really rewarding to help them out because I'm looking for help. And next thing you know, I'm helping them out at the same time. You know, that, that, that's, that's such an award, rewarding thing. So the book itself, when did the book come out? Where, where, where is it? It's uh, in June, just uh, second week in June. Uh, it is on Amazon only right now. You can uh, download it on your Kindle, but also it's a paperback. So um, yeah, I got paperback with Kindle, Connect Like a Boss, um, available on Amazon.com. Developing the soft skills you need to take your career to the next level. That's it. That's phenomenal. That's an amazing byline. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have you thought of doing an audio book? And the reason why I ask is that the podcast conversation I had just before this was with someone who does voiceovers for audiobooks. Really? <laughs> that was in my mind. Well, yeah, make a connection because I, I have had several requests for audiobooks. So, you know, I've, I hesitated to read this whole thing myself. Um, so <laughs> that's been a blocker for me. It's like, oh sit here in front of a microphone and read it word for word. It probably wouldn't be as bad as I think it is, um, but I would entertain uh, having somebody, uh, being able to offload that to somebody. So, so tell us about the process of writing a little bit. You know, where the creativity cocktail, tell us a little bit about how did that work? Did you outline it? Did you do it all in a week? Did you use a certain kind of tool or solution? How did that, how did that go? Yeah, yeah. so I, I did the outline. It took me a little while, I struggled. Now, and I'm gonna tell you, honestly, I had to, I had to hire a coach. I highly recommend uh, getting a coach, an accountability coach to, you know, just kind of hold me accountable as uh, many people who have tried to write a book know, you know, it just, you kind of get, you get started. It's easy to write the first three pages and then it just becomes kind of like, oh, how do I get all this stuff that's in my head onto the page? Um, And even with the outline, I thought that would make it easier. It it made it easier, but still um, I, I wasn't able to reach my goal. I had been working on this book off and on for probably three years. And, uh, just never got anywhere with it. And the chapters were meandering, for lack of a better word, and, and hard to read because it was just stream of consciousness stuff. Yeah. Um, but I got a coach uh, who, uh, who helped me, uh, you know, kind of just organize my thoughts, uh, you know, hold me accountable. I had a goal of 2,000 words a week, you know, which is not a whole lot, but it's, you know, significant. But I said, yeah, I'm just going to do 2,000 words a week. And, uh, and just just write and um and uh that's that's what i did so i got a, a software called scrivener which uh you my know many favorite, of you if you my favorite one i use it all the time for every play everything i've ever written i use scrivener for that yeah so i love scrivener so i got scrivener um then that helped as well with kind of keeping organized keeping me you know helping track you know my progress um you know, and then I also, I, I uh, offloaded the cover art. You know, I tried to do a couple of covers myself, but, you know, the response, I post them on Facebook and, you know, and I didn't get any good response. So I said, well, let me try. And I went to 99 Designs um, and uh, it's like $200 for a book cover. And so they, they designed, I'll, I'll show it again, not, not trying to be gratuitous, but yeah. So, you know, really, I think very catchy book cover. Um, 
Are they, yeah. are they an online kind of firm that helps with doing that? Yeah, exactly. Just you just kind of they ask you some questions about you know what the book's about and you know the message and things like that. And then um, yeah, and then they have uh, several artists will send you drafts, and then you select what you like the best. You select the artist you like the best. So they have it's almost like a contest. In matter of fact, it is a contest. You know, um, so within hours you start getting designs, and uh, you pick the one you like the best. Only two hundred bucks. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's a great, sir. Great, sir. Name. Say the name of that service again. That is ninety nine. It's just a number ninety nine designs dot com. Oh, fantastic. So tell us about the editing process. Do you have like do you go to multiple drags or kind of thing? I did. Uh, I wrote it. and I, I hired an editor um, off of. Uh, off of Upwork, I yeah. found edit Upwork, um, and it, you know that's it was like forty bucks an hour, something like that. Again, I probably paid about about four hundred bucks, something like that, three four hundred bucks for editing, and um, yeah, just 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 got that done because I couldn't have done it without an editor. So what I would do, um, I sent her a chapter at a time. And then, then we kind of went back and did just like an overdraft overview of the whole book of all uh, eight chapters. Oh, wow. So, how's the response been so far? Tell us about how it, how's it been. So far, I mean, Amazon is is five stars. I mean, I'm, you know, really, wow. uh, everybody who is who has commented on it has 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 loved it, um, which which means a lot to me. You know, people and then people have just sent me private messages as well. They love it. You know, I was a little concerned because the book is not very thick. It's about it's a little less than a hundred pages. Um, but I think people really like that, you know, and, and one thing I find, I think a lot of people write books and they add fluff, you know, just to make it 250 pages. Cause an editor told them they had to have 250 pages right. and it's a hundred page book and they make it 250. Um, as soon as you said that, that's appealing to me. A hundred page book sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Books that are like these big giant Bible type size books. Yeah, it, it takes you days and days to read this book. You, you can knock this out in a weekend. If yeah, you actually can knock it out in one setting if you if you just sit down and want to read. Um, but yeah, just over the weekend, and it gives you you know in a condensed format. Just really, this is what you need to do if you struggle with you know introversion. If you, it's particularly for folks who you know the the ideal person for this book is someone who's you know working in a career you know, they either haven't been promoted, you know, or they are looking to move into a different job or maybe even start their own business, you know, kind of figuring out what your goals are, what do you really want out of life at the end of this thing? Um, and then deciding who you need to have around you to help you get there. And lastly, figuring out who, uh, how to meet those people, right? How to build relationships with those type of people we have a lot of blockers that we set up ourselves, you know, that such and such person wouldn't want to be a friend, you know? And so we just never, we don't even try, you know, we don't even try to reach out to people, to billionaires. Though, right. A lot of times we make that up, right? We, well, a lot of times we construct that ourselves, right? That blocker. Completely, completely make it up. Um, Tim Ferriss in his book, uh, the four hour work week, he talks about, he was uh, teaching a class. And he asked his students, he, he said, I'll buy you a ticket anywhere you want to go in the world, plane ticket, anywhere you want to go in the world. All you need to do is write uh, 
letters to, you know, he named some celebrities, Bill Clinton, Jennifer Lopez, and a few other very famous people, and, and get a response back from one of them. And I will, uh, I'll, say, I'll give you a plane ticket. And you know who won? No, nobody won. Nobody even wrote the, nobody tried. Whoa. Nobody tried. And, and I think that is just uh, uh, an analogy of, of us. You know, we assume we can never have lunch with Oprah Winfrey or a Barack Obama or, you know, whoever the, the famous person is. However, they have lunch with people all the time, you know, and you can be one of these uh, people. I, uh, Look at, uh, I just heard the story about Meghan Markle's, uh, like she, this is best friend of hers. I don't know if you've heard this story. Oh, I don't think I've heard and, it. Yeah, he was a waiter at the Soho house. But he just connected the hell out of that job. He connected with all the people who came to, because all the celebrities come through, and he became friends with them. And now he like stays at Harry and Meghan's house, right? <laughs> First of all, he moved up from a waiter all the way to like the global head of marketing for the Soho house in, you know, a few years. And now he's like best friends with the, the former royal couple, you know. So it's all about just just deciding. He made a decision on who he wanted to be close to, did it. And um, and now he lives a, a pretty comfortable life. That's awesome. So one one bit of advice you would give someone to connect like a boss. So say they're saying to themselves, all right, I want to meet that person. And say they get in front of, you know, Will Smith or Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. What's, what's one bit of advice you say, how do you connect with that person? One, one bit of advice without telling them everything. That's one yeah, Just a little bit of advice is just, just, just know them, right? Read um up on them if there's someone that you particularly want to meet or a group of people you particularly want to meet learn you know understand so because what the the biggest complaint folks like that have is that folks come up to them and don't know anything about them except what's just commonly known right if you've done your research people really appreciate that um, just like all of us, you know, when someone walks up to me and every once in a while, there's someone who introduces themselves to me that I don't know personally, I'm not famous, but it has happened. And when they know me and they know a little bit about me, that's not commonly known. Um, I'm impressed and, uh, and, and, uh, and do that. Uh, you know, so in the way you meet people and I'll, I'll just share this too, um, is, Meet their friends, you know, find out. There's a, a network of folks that they already have in place that are, if you become known, liked, and trusted by the people that they know, like, and trust, at some point you'll be brought into their circle. The key is that you have to be ready, right? So you have to be the best person you can be. And when I work with my clients, I do coaching as well. I say, first of all, it, Networking starts with you. You're the hub of the network, right? So don't fake it till you make it. If it's something that you feel you need to fake, you got to fix that first, right? You know. so, so fix it, don't fake it. Wow, so connect, you're the hub. That's a great way of thinking about that. You're the hub of your network. And so you have to be the person that, you have to be the best person you can be. If there's something that, you feel insecure about 
If there's something that you feel uncertain about, fix that, right? Because there's enough information out here about what to do, right? About everyone too, right? Wow. So your personal inspirations, you know, in life, right? who, who have some of them been? Who are some of they who, who've helped you along the path that you that have inspired you to where you are today? Wow, that's a that's a, a, a good question. You know, you know, I love Barack Obama. I think for me, you know, kind of I, I love his story of kind of you know not having a chance. You know, and, and but he, you know, he did he fixed himself. You know, he he's that story for me of someone who, you know. If you look at his bio, this man had no chance of being president of the United States. Zero, not even close, right? But he he worked, man. He put in the work, he put in the effort. He 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 did exactly what he had to do to get to where he needed uh to get to without um without the the burnt the scorched earth earth uh thing, right? He did it. <laughs> But still, you know, you don't hear anybody saying anything bad about him. You know, there's no bodies in the ditch, you know, that we, that we know about. But yeah, as far as I can tell, you know, he's just an honest, straight up, good dude who has made connections with the people he needed to make in order to get to where he needed to get. Because believe me, he didn't get there on his own. There's some people behind the scenes that he connected with, even as a young man that helped guide his career and helped him get to the highest office in the land. You know, there's, there's definitely some authenticity about him, right? Yes. So I was listening to this story recently where they talked about, if you remember the Sandy Hook massacres? Yes. You know, from a number of years ago? Oh yeah, I remember that. He went there and he spent time with every single family that was impacted one-on-one -on -one in a room by, by just him and them for hours upon hours upon hours, like right after this happened. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself now is like, he didn't technically have to do that. No, but he did that because he is an authentic person. And, and I am sure that those people who were going through a terrible moment in their life felt that connection for real. That, that was like a real connection. Yes. And, and I was saying to myself, my gosh, that man, I don't know him personally, so I'm sure he's got the same fallacies that any other human being has. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. But he, at that moment, he rose to that challenge to connect with those people for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, and that's my, you know, if I could be that empathic, that authentic, you know, that, um, yeah, generous. Because uh, yeah, at the end of the day, people want to connect with people who are like that, right? People who are winners, right? People who are winners, but also um, are, are empathic, you know, and, and authentic. If, if, you, if you take away anything from my book, my conversation, authenticity, I'm glad you used that word. Authenticity is the key, is number one. You know, being, being comfortable in your own skin is the most attractive thing in the world. I tell you, I think I've shared this before. So those of you who have listened to the Creativity Cocktail before, and I know you've heard this, but I believe our true wealth is not the stuff that we have, the mm. stuff that we own. It ain't even really the money. Yeah. It's the people in our lives that we love. That's it. You know, I, I, I would imagine that whenever I'm about to depart this earth to the next 
plane of existence, I'm not going to remember stuff. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. what I had a, this kind of house or I had this kind of technology or what was in my bank account. Only no. thing that will be running through my mind, I'm sure this is true of every other human being, is who did I love? Mm. And who was there? And who did I help? To me, that's like the real currency of the earth. Of that's only That's the only thing that's important. That's the only thing that's important. At the end of the day, who did you love? Who loves you? You know, because that goes on after you're physically not here, right? Yeah. That's that connection remains forever, really. That's the legacy, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's like the ripple in the pond, or even in our case, where we, we our charity is called the Rising Tides Charity, because we know that when you help somebody else and you're all on the same path, you're rising all of the boats at the same time. Like yep. JFK said way back when. So it's been great to have you here. Yeah, it's been good. So I'm going to ask you a question about, so this is probably going to be the most challenging question um, that you've heard in a long time. Okay. <laughs> so hopefully I set that up well. Yeah. That, there's a person that comes to you and they say, hey, Ray, I am a creative person or I was a creative person and I want to do this. I want to write a book or I want to do this creative pursuit, but I'm struggle. I struggle. I'm afraid. I don't know where to start. Oh, I've been told to not start. Mm. And, and you're having this conversation with them, you one-on-one, -on -one, and you're going to give this person some of your thoughts and your guidance. Yeah. What are some of the things you say to that person? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll borrow from, uh, from a book I read I love called The, Art, the War of Art. Yeah. And have you read that? The Art of War or The War of Art? No, the War of Art. No, I've not read that. Yeah. War of Art is the best book uh, for creative folks. Um, it starts off with saying resistance wants to kill you. Resistance wants to kill you. Resistance is, is, is a force of nature that prevents you from getting things done, particularly creative pursuits, right? Because, but, but fighting against that resistance is what makes you stronger. Yeah. And resistance will keep you from reaching your dreams, from completing your book, from writing your play, from painting your painting, you know, and, and you wonder why, like, it's easy. Writing is easy, right? You just sit down and type. It takes, you know, no energy, very little energy at all, right? But for some reason, when you sit down, you get blank. That's the resistance. Yeah. And so the resistance literally wants to kill you. And when I, when I took it like that, when I said, you know, this is actually a war, I started taking my, create, my creative uh, endeavors as a war, right? And, and taking it as seriously as I would if I was fighting for my life and I had to get this done or else I was gonna die. Wow. You know, and the resistance, resistance is not gonna win today. And I, and I actually, when you, when you give that resistance a persona, as opposed to just, you know, feeling like I'm just lazy, I'm tired, it's not you, there's a force of nature, resistance, that is trying to stop you from being great. And when you realize that, you give it a persona, and you fight against it with all you have, all your might, all your effort, you'll see yourself getting things done. That is awesome. Where do you think that resistance comes from? Do you think it's like a... A fear, a fear of success, a fear of... Yeah. 
fear of success is 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 a big part of it. Um, I'm not sure what it, where it comes from, to be honest with you, but everybody experiences it. Yeah. You know, it's that it's that thing, um, almost as if you know it's our you know purpose in life. It's it's, it's as real as gravity. Like, where does gravity come from? Right? Nobody knows, but it's resistance. Right? It, it keeps you from from being great, from flying. Right? We'd be able to fly if it wasn't for gravity. You know. But but if you if you say but resistance is is a similar it's a force that um, that stops you and, and where it comes from I don't know it, it it seems like it would be ridiculous right why why would you just not do something that you know is going to bring you success and fame and riches if you just do this thing and we just don't right? It's a strong force. And when you fight it, when you overcome it, um, you can look on the other side and say you slayed that, that uh, you know, that enemy. That was awesome. That links to what I've been sharing with people. I've tried to encapsulate this into three words about what people's creativity can mean. And that's your creativity unleashes your capacity. So that's four words. Mm -hmm. And so the more you are where you decide, I'm going to be creative, I'm going to take those steps to be creative, the more you know about yourself. Yep. And the more you know you what you can do and what you can't do. You, you, know, you know that, you know, maybe I can do this or maybe I cannot do it. But you can't know until you do. Until you do. That's, <laughs> that's right. Know can't know until you do Just until you try it you're absolutely right absolutely how, how can someone you are a great brother man i really appreciate you for joining oh, us cool. same to you same to you how can how can people connect with you they want to know more about ray about the book how about how can they connect yeah. Yeah, the best way to get me is just on my website, rayabram.com. Um, I have all my contact information there, um, as well as just the page for a book. If you want to support the book, um, is there. Uh, yeah, just Ray Abram. is no H and no S. I always have to say that. Um, just rayabram.com and um, has everything you need. That's fantastic. So last word to you. Last word for our audience. Anything you want to share with the audience from all over the world for the Creativity yeah. Cocktail? Yeah, every, everything you have in your life comes through people. And so doesn't it make sense to improve the type of people you're around? That's it. That's it. Thanks again, Ray. Ray is awesome. Thank you again, brother. We will hopefully have you again, if you're willing to be part of the podcast again. We would cool. love to have you again. I'd love it. I'd and love everyone it. that's out there, one brushstroke at a time, creativity unleashes your capacity. Make sure that you follow us on risingtidescharity.org, Creativity Cocktail on Instagram, um, and the Creativity Cocktail podcast on Apple, Spotify, etc. YouTube, everywhere you can find us. And again, we want to thank our brother Ray Abram for joining us. This is your boy Winston signing off for the Creativity Cocktail. <laughs>